Hello and welcome. I want to elaborate more about um, the proposal, the rejection, and uh, not wanting to be married, uh, him taking the proposal back. And I have said that I got in such a deep depression and I found myself in this tunnel again. Um, to me, it was a tunnel of despair a tunnel um hurt real bad hurt a tunnel of discouragement a tunnel um failure a tunnel um blaming myself that um i should have not rushed i should have said you know before i said yes i should have said let me just give me a little time um sometimes we go through things and sometimes um we're so in a hurry to i was so in a hurry to say that i was healed and delivered that i didn't take time to realize that i wasn't quite ready um when I was in the in this tunnel, I always talk about a tunnel because when you're going through a tunnel, it's usually very dark in that tunnel. But if you keep looking straight ahead, you'll see a spark of light. And I use a tunnel as an illustration of what I was going through. And um, it was rough. I was trying to uh, cope and not be a bitter woman. Um, that was a challenge for me to not be bitter, but I kept looking at, um, the relationship that I was in when I was abused, um, physically, sexually, mentally, um, uh, everywhere you can think of being abused sexually wise. I look back at that and then I look at, um, being proposed to and then getting like some some men would call it uh when a woman you know say no a dear john letter <laughs> literally i got a letter you know saying i don't want so it, it was hard very hard for me to cope with that too um key from blaming myself it was it was very hard because i was um thinking that would i ever be happy because i'm just trying to be loved i'm just trying to uh be loved be cared about be concerned about i'm just trying to understand um what it is that that i'm not doing right what it is that what is it that i i've done so uh horrible so bad so i i i just couldn't understand why um i kept getting hurt i kept getting abused because when um someone says they love you and then they they write you a letter that's that's a type of abuse 
you know, abuse is abuse. Abuse is, is something that hurts. And what this uh, minister did, it hurt. And it, it hurt for a long time. Um, I carried depression like it was uh, clothes, clothing. I carried it, but you didn't, I, I wouldn't show it, but I carried it. It was there. Depression was there. I, um, like I said, I wouldn't allow my kids to see because I didn't want them to see any hurt that I was experiencing or anything because I loved them so much and I didn't want them to ever, mainly my girls, I didn't want them to ever, ever, and I didn't want to, and I wasn't ready to talk to talk to my girls or, or my son and say, look, if this ever happens, don't stay. I wasn't ready to tell them that because they were too young. I wasn't ready to tell them how their father was. I didn't want to put any kind of bad thoughts about their father. Even though what he did to me, I still didn't want them to know that side of him. So I, I carried that. Even when this minister, when he hurt me, I didn't talk bad about him to my children. I always was the type of person that no matter how bad you hurt me, I did not want to damage your name, an individual's name. I didn't want to speak anything bad about whoever hurt me out loud around my children, around anybody. You know, I didn't want, and I kept wearing a cover-up. I kept wearing a fake mask because I didn't want no one to question me or I felt that um, they would um, say I should have known better. I didn't want to hear that. So I kept my feelings tucked away for a long time and um i didn't want to uh have anything to do with men at all but i didn't want my girls to see that you know when we would go around you know we would go to church and all that i didn't want them to see and i didn't want no no one to see because i wasn't ready you know, I wasn't ready to expose that part of me. I wasn't ready to sit down and talk about it because I felt that I wouldn't have been able to talk for crying. So therefore, I didn't want, I felt that would be weak. You know, I felt, you know, crying, you know, I felt that would just be weak and, you know, wanting to, tend. this is how I felt. I'm not saying, you know, Everybody feels the same way, but this is how I felt. I felt that if I explained myself or if I told what I went through, that would make, you know, people look at me, you know, in a very different 
way that would make, you know, a person look at me like, you know, like I was a germ. That's how I felt. Um, I felt like I didn't want no one to know what was on the inside of me. You know, that's why when this minister called this, um, he didn't want to marry me. I didn't want no one to know the truth because I felt I got back in that boat. I was out there in that boat, in that water with no paddles again. And if I would tell them the truth about what happened with the minister, then I would have to tell what happened with my kid's father. I never wanted to make them look bad. Even though deep down inside, I was so sad. I was so miserable. I was so depressed. And, but I kept it hidden. I, I kept it hidden because I didn't want them to look bad. You know, I, I never understood that. I never understood that here it was that my kids, my girl's father, my, you know, my kid's father was beating me like my son wasn't born yet. He was hurting me sexually, physically, mentally. I was being hurt. But I didn't want, I guess you could say, I didn't want no one to experience that type of hurt because I know how I I was feeling. I know what I was going through and I didn't want no one else to go through and feel that because that's something that, that type of hurt is something that you wouldn't wish on even your, I didn't wish it on my worst enemy. I didn't want no one to know the darkness that was inside of me, the miserable, that, that little girl that was on the inside of me that was so hurt, so sad, so miserable, so frustrated, so um, stressful. I didn't want that individual to have been known, so I kept it to myself for a long time. And usually that what that's what happens when you are abused. You keep it. You don't want because you're so ashamed because you're blaming yourself. You say, well, why? Why did I, you know, that was my constant thing. I asked myself, but why? And I could never get an answer. You know, I can't say, well, I, I should have known better. But sometimes when you think that you're in love, um, you don't look at it like that. You don't look at if you're being abused. You don't look at it as being abused because you've been abused so much and so often that it, it has become part of your life. It is an outfit that you wear and you are, are hating it, but in the same time, you don't want to say anything about it because you are feeling, um, I don't, I don't know the exact words you use, but you're feeling like a nothing, a nobody, you know, like in my, uh, when I was little, 
when I was a little girl, um, I had a skin problem and um, it covered my entire body. It, uh, they called it a topic dermatitis. And I went through, oh my God, I went through so much in school as well as at home. Um, I was bullied at school. I was made fun of. Uh, nobody wanted to be around me because of the way I looked. Um, I was scratched a lot because, you know, it I it was rash and an itch. And um, one time the teacher put calamine lotion on me and I looked like a clown. And my mother got upset about that. And I went through life accepting the name calling. Um, they called me all types of names. Um, Black Bear, Bumpy, Ashy, Ghost. Uh, they didn't want to be near me. They thought they would catch it. They would say, ooh, you look nasty. You look horrible. You look like, ooh. I went through that elementary. All through elementary, I was made fun of. I didn't have that many friends. And then when I did have friends, you know, they um, wanted to feel sorry for me. And I didn't need that. I didn't need you to feel sorry for me. I need you to understand. And so I didn't have too many friends. Um, and I, I didn't have uh, a boyfriend because of the way my skin looked. Um, so I guess, you know, with, you know, with me being, uh, had that problem being bullied when I was little, uh, being, you know, being called all kind of names and being talked about. Um, I guess that became my lifestyle and I knew it was going to happen. You know, I knew that I was going to be talked about when I went to school. I knew I was going to be made fun of. So I accepted it. I said, oh, well, I know it's going to happen. Here it comes. I know what they're going to say. So I accepted it. And after a while, I didn't care. I start calling myself, yeah, ugly, you know, get up and say, ooh, ugly. I talked about myself. So it became my outfit from when I was in elementary. But as the years went went by, my skin cleared up. But my spirit, myself, the inner me never cleared up. It was still hurting. And so I guess you could say that's why I um, allowed the abuse that I went through with both men, because it was something that um, if it happened, you know, yeah, I would cry out, you know, I would get upset. I would, you know, talk about myself. I would get depressed. I, you know, it became a lifestyle with me. So. You know, it's like I said, it started not uh, sexual abuse or anything like that, but the name calling, uh, the being made fun of started early. And I took on that role and I kept that role. And um, I guess that, you know, when I started going with this man, 
He never mentioned anything, you know, about my skin. You know, it wasn't bad as it was. Every now and then my skin would flare up, but I never heard him say anything about, ooh, your skin look horrible or anything like that. So I felt comfortable. I felt, okay, everything's okay. You know, um, I felt, you know, that love was, to me, love was, I love you, but I'm going to hurt you, but I know you'll understand. I know that doesn't make any sense, and I know you probably say, well, that's a kind of weird talking, but if you have, if you've never been abused, then yeah, it would sound weird to you, but um, when he didn't talk about my skin, that that hurt was still within me. It was still there, but I covered it up, it, you know, like... Um, it was it became a root and um i let it grow but i never spoke about it i kept it deep down inside so um as you know when i got in this relationship and i was with my my kid's father for 11 years and i would have to say out of the 11 years um nine of the years the first two years um they were okay there wasn't a lot of you know abuse it wasn't a lot of you know uh hitting or name calling you know or hitting or anything like that it was gradually over periods of time until you know i learned to accept the bitter i learned to accept the good with the bad and say it was okay he didn't mean it and then as the years went on, I got tired. And then, you know, when I start going with this minister, I thought, you know, all was good. And it wasn't because I hadn't yet really, really talked about the abuse, the sexual abuse that I had with my girls. So that's that was something that stayed with me and it took a long time. And that's why I'm able to talk about it now. That's how. That's why I'm doing a podcast, telling of my journey, um, what I went through, to help another single woman who's been in an abusive relationship to let her know that I know, I know how it hurts. I know what you think. I know how you feel. So that's my main goal through these, you know, these podcasts, these episodes, live streaming is because I'm reaching out because I know there's somebody, a young lady out there is being abused. I know it is. I know it's happened or have been or or is out, but still is hurting. And I want to reach out and say, you know, I understand. I know. So like I'd always say, you know, you can reach me at bmsdiva at gmail.com. You want to have an interview, um, just, you know, send me an email. Um, you can watch my live stream, and I do live streaming sometimes, and then sometimes on my podcast. But I'm reaching out. I'm here for single women everywhere, everywhere, all over. I want to be that there, per, that individual, that woman that can help bring you out. And remember, like I always say, the Lord loves you and so do I. And believe you me, 
I know I'm going to help somebody by when you listen to my testimony, my journey. So have a blessed day and always remember God loves you and so do I. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.